What's good? What's happening? What is up in the neighborhood? Nah, Welcome to the Modeling Pioneer, this podcast where we work towards mastering empathetic navigation. I am your co-host, Jordan Flowers. I'm Jacob Hale. And I'm BJ Wilson. And we back, baby. We are back in business. Back in business. Back in business. All right, bro, I'm, 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 I'm done playing. I'm done playing. But we are back, man, for another episode and um, season two. And how we feeling today, fellas? Well, let's just talk about the elephant in the room. Um, What's the elephant? I uh, just just want to make sure everyone understands is that you know we're still we're still I'm still riding with them. All right, I'm still here. All right, hey. it's just I'm just yeah, solidifying it now. So within five years, when we're on our Super Bowl run. Everyone could pull this back and realize that I was here when things weren't going well. That I was still there. I was still supporting them. All right. So so I make sure everyone knows that. Make sure it's my proof, right? This, this is what I'm about. Yeah. Okay. The bears, okay. baby. The bears. The bears. The, they suck. <laughs> oh, that's that's what wow. we should put after that. Like, uh, don't give me we you we gotta get into the episode. They suck. We the we as the New York uh Jets defeated the Bears. Um oh, been a long time coming. Yeah, we're good now. So yeah, I'm gonna talk my talk now. Shout out to all the Jets fans best. out there. All right, y'all Didn't y'all just lose. Hey, we're not gonna bring that up. That's not the elephant in the room. We hey, let's move on. That's a that's a okay, great let's segue move on. To, let's move on. That's good. BJ, how we doing today, man? Thank What's you, going BJ. on? What's going on? Oh, we're doing phenomenal. We're doing phenomenal. Uh, we are out of school, done with collegiate football, trying to make strides towards the next, the next step. And we had a little setback. We had a little setback. Uh, I'm not going to talk about it too much, but uh, just know we're moving forward right now. Absolutely, bro. And we're going to continue to pray for you in that, in that process, bro. We want you to be out of at least us four, uh, the one that can keep carrying on the dream because the, the injury prone leg monsters over here and me hell and uh trey are done for retired athletes we are narps and it's never coming back awesome. so <laughs> it's never coming back but uh welcome again to the modeling Empire narratives podcast um this is a um we have taken a couple weeks uh off because um we're gearing up for a, a big month of december we won't get into everything here um because we want to get into the episode but we didn't forget about our fans we didn't forget about our listeners we appreciate all the support, comment, like, share, subscribe, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, Spotify, all that good stuff. Run us up and we'll have all that um, information in our bios and all that thing. So um, make sure to show that love and support because that's what we need to keep moving this forward to give you all the content that you all love. And uh, yeah, we need that. So without further ado, though, hell, uh, do you want to get us into what we are talking about today in today's topic? Definitely. Uh, first thing, just Continue on with the housekeeping, you know, obviously don't forget to uh, follow us on Instagram at underscore men, the podcast, uh, you know, follow us on TikTok, men, period, the period podcast, a lot of content ideas and uh, things that we're trying now going around. We've had a good month or so, even though we weren't pumping out content in terms of episodes, we did, we were pumping out a lot of content in terms of on our page. Uh, trying to move on to more bite-sized things, little snippets here and there that uh, will help spread the message, of course, and bring people in. But also, you know, some people just need that. Some people need a quick two minutes, 
quick three-minute powwow that we could put together. So that's the direction that we're heading. Uh, if you enjoy that, go ahead and um, follow us, check it out, see what you got going on. And with that being said, um, <clears throat> one of the things I always enjoy about this podcast is that uh, we're able to speak freely and we're able to really dive into our own thinking as well right. as uh, challenging each other on our thoughts and um, how we feel about certain things. So in this particular episode, uh, it's a concept that I really enjoy. And I think a lot of people should at least hear about this concept and see if it's applicable to your life, which I would think it is. I didn't really have a good way to describe it. I described it as compound investing. Now, when people hear that, um, they think of it as finances, right? And that is true. Compound investing does involve finances, but I tried to take it a little step further. So I came up with my own little personal definition on how I would like to describe it. But I describe it as the ability to take every experience uh, and make it so that it complements the next part of your life. Right. Now, with this philosophy, you essentially would find some way to take advantage of every opportunity that you have, whether you would consider it as a good thing or a bad thing. And I enjoy that because, again, you're not always going to have a good opportunity, golden opportunity right in front of you. You're not always going to have the best luck, but you can always take some good out of it see what you can learn from the situation, be able to apply it to the next situation in your life. So that's kind of the philosophy that I try to live by and kind of what the framework of this uh, episode is going to be about. And to start it off, I'll give you a personal example of mine of how I was going to, how I took something that I felt like was small, but I was able to make the most out of the opportunity and what I was able to learn from it. So <clears throat> Uh, before or while I was in college, um, I had a summer job and the summer job was I worked at a fireworks warehouse. Now, if you're getting a college degree and you're working at a fireworks warehouse, you can clearly understand how you don't feel like there's anything to gain from here outside of just a paycheck. Right. Right. Well, there's a lot that I was able to actually take away from this job outside of the realm of just getting paid. For starters, you know, it's always a refresher of understanding hard work. We had mandatory overtime because we were in peak season for fireworks because it was over the summer. So we were working seven days a week, working 10-hour shifts, 10-hour shifts in the warehouse. You know, it, it, it was dull. You know, there wasn't much going on. The work was very straightforward. It, uh, it took a lot of mental toughness, and it took some hard work to be able to consistently go back there for a couple months on time, on top of playing a sport, because I still have to go work out and stay in shape. Um, so that's one feature that I felt like I took away that was great. A second feature is because I took the job seriously and I was actually trying to do a good job and I wasn't trying to cut corners, I built a great relationship with our manager. And within that relationship, there was a lot of snippets and ins and outs of running a warehouse that I can take with me for a future investment idea if I would like to. But uh, this individual, great manager, um, she was able to tell me a little bit about running a warehouse, how lucrative it actually is, how the owner of the warehouse doesn't even show up. 
the place just runs itself and how much money the warehouse actually makes. And that's invaluable things that I was able to learn out of note from a place that I wouldn't think I would learn anything from. So that that's a great example for me of how I took something small and tried to make the most out of it. And there was some good information and good things that I've learned from there that I can carry on to the next day. Um, so I'm going to pay into you, Jordan. And the question that I have in particular is finding success often requires participating in activities that we don't necessarily enjoy. For example, I talked about the warehouse, but there's plenty of others, you know, where we were all former athletes. We didn't all like practice. You know, right. you're not going to always like practice. Um, you know, we all went to college. We didn't like doing homework. We didn't like studying for tests. Right. So in your personal, in your own words or in your experience, um, how would you take these experiences in your life that you don't necessarily enjoy and use it as stepping stones towards what you're trying to achieve? I think it just sips, it, it starts with the mindset that you have when you, you enter these jobs. I mean, obviously you're doing it for your livelihood, right? To earn a, a check and to have a livelihood, to, to, do, to do the things that you want to do in life because a lot of the things we, we need in terms of bills, you know, food, water, all the stuff, or even just things that we don't need, like vacation or all that stuff requires money. Like we got to have money, you know what I'm saying? So from that standpoint, obviously that's the number one goal in having a job is to be able to have money. But within that job, there is the intricacies of, like you said, of doing things thoroughly. And I think that's why I say it starts with the mindset that you have when you enter these jobs, right? So what are you trying to take away from the job? Like, are you are you there just to work and gain a paycheck? Because there are a lot of people that are doing that and there's nothing wrong with that. But within that, you are able to learn a lot about yourself, right? By doing things thoroughly. So for example, like I said, when I changed my mindset, I, I worked a hard labor job too. Worked three, hold on, how long? How many years did I worked for Ambassador French? I want to say three years. Let's say three years. Three years on and off, right? And that's a manual labor job. I'm carrying refrigerators. I'm almost having a gun safe fall on me out of the truck. Bro, that's a real story, by the way. The gun safe really almost crushed me, bro, to death. And I would have got a class action lawsuit. Not a class action, but I would have had a lawsuit. And we would I would have been paralyzed, but we would have been rich, baby. We would have been rich. But that's off the topic. But the, the point of it is, is that um, that is that manual labor job that I had. And in that, though, like, I tried to be thorough. You know what I'm saying? I tried to have the mindset of uh, not just being in the job, but who do I become while I'm working it? Right. Am I doing things the right way? Am I going the extra length to be, you know, to do this? Because like you said, not only that's because that's who I wanted to become. Right. So just doing the, you know, focusing on the finer detail of things. Am I delivering the right way? Am I um, doing the, using the right techniques? Right. And then when you focus on those little things, which people might not see on the surface level, that's who you become because now it's a practice of you to be thorough, to be focusing on the details. And yeah, y'all still making the same paycheck, but you're not only there for a paycheck. You're there um, to gain experience in terms of like when I'm in a higher position, I understand and appreciate what is happening at this level. And I understand if I master this level, I'm going to appreciate more when I'm able to work my way up. Maybe not even in that company, but these are things, these are small characteristics about what I want to become when I get into this higher position. So I would say that would be my takeaway um, when it comes to that specific question that you're asking me. 
Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I like that. That's, um, <clears throat> again, um, you know, it, it's it, in and of itself is kind of a challenge because, you know, we're we're honest. This is an honest uh, podcast. You know, we're going to do things right. that we don't like. We're going to have jobs that we don't care about. It's right. just life. It's going to happen. All right. But throwing this caveat in there kind of challenges you a little bit. You know, it kind of gives you a sense of purpose while you're at that job. Like you can be at a job where all you're doing is stacking boxes, right? You're just stacking boxes. But when you start getting into that mindset, start getting the wheels turning and stuff, you start to realize, you know, okay, what am I taking away from this job? And then as you do that, more and more things could come out of this. Like, you know, when, what's my exit strategy? You know, what's, uh, what's going to be after this? Or how do I build this into something to where it'd be more of something that I would want to do? But uh, I'll throw it to BJ also with the uh, same question as a refresher. You know, the question is, is how to how do you use uh, experiences and opportunities uh, in moments that, let's say, you don't necessarily enjoy as stepping stones towards success? I mean, obviously, everyone wants to go straight to the goal. Everyone wants to go straight to the NFL. No one wants to go through college and spend that extra time. Uh, but let's talk about college kids in general. Uh, you're in high school. You're getting recruited to play at the next level. The dream is obviously to play D1. Everyone wants to play D, uh, D1. They want to play at one of the big schools. Not always going to happen. And I have an example. I'm not going to say any names, but uh, there was a kid at our school at uh, Quincy. Uh, so Quincy's a D2, small D2 school. And uh, he ended up having academic troubles, wasn't really able to get on the field. Really good player, though. Ended up having, I don't remember if it's D3 or Juco, but he had to leave Quincy, go there, do that. And, you know, I don't think he was very happy about it initially because, you know, he's trying to get D1. He's trying to go to a bigger school. That's his final goal for this point in his life, in his college uh, stage of life. And he wasn't able to get there right away. But so he goes to this D3 and he balls out this year. He wins national championship, uh, said through Page. So I don't know if that's Juco or D3, but they win the national championship. Not only that, he gets MVP of the game, our defense MVP, and he's getting looks from Iowa and Illinois, and I think there are a few other schools, but these are these D1s, these big D1 schools, all of a sudden, because he took a step back and took a different route to get to this area. Uh, so it's really just a different means to accomplishing a goal, I feel like, and you can't look at setbacks as actual setbacks. You just got to look at them as different stepping stones in a way. Same thing goes with uh, another uh, – analogy 2k everyone wants to just hop on and play 2k when it first comes out they don't want to have to grind any badges they don't want to have to get the player better don't want to put it easy into the game but if you do that you're going to be trash you're going to be a 60 overall brown shirt brown shirt yeah (laughs) (laughs) with the white shoes you give it about a day or two to put that work in you're going to be a decent build and you're going to be able to play and you're going to actually be able to go out and have fun with your guys it's going to be a good experience so it's just kind of acknowledging that you have to put work in to accomplish things and that's okay that's that makes it worth it honestly yeah yeah for sure um that was that was a great example and that that was something we haven't touched on yet is that um allowing yourself to take that step back to essentially take a leap forward and um that actually moves to my next point now you can call it a whole however you want to describe it. I I guess you can call it a counter argument as well. But one part of this philosophy that is very interesting that I want to ask about is that 
you know, we're blessed that we happen to know what we want out of life. We do, we're very young. You know, there's a lot of people that you could say aren't in this sort of mindset that uh, we pride ourselves to be on, right? So right. not a lot of people really have life figured out. Not a lot of people can definitively say what they want to do. And that's okay. You know, again, it's a marathon. Everyone has their own thing. You don't have to look at people like us because we know what we want and think that you're just all of a sudden behind, right? Use it as motivation. Don't use it to tear yourself down, basically. So it does bear the question. And I've gotten this question a few times. So I'll answer this first and then um, we'll move to BJ. But the question is, is that, with not knowing what you want to do in life, how do you avoid idle time when you're going through your different opportunities and situations in life? So I know a lot of people who are working a retail job or working a very get money, I just need money type of job only because they just don't know what they want to do. So the question is, is that how would you know what to build for if you don't even know what the end result is going to be, right? right. And my idea with that is that, and I've mentioned this before, how we talk about self-actualization, about looking back into your life and has it gotten better within a certain amount of time period and stuff. And there's a lot of general things that it doesn't matter what you're building towards, they're always going to be applied. One thing, I feel like everyone is entitled to be financially literate. You don't have to have a lot of money. Not everyone's entitled to be millionaires, but everyone's entitled to be financially literate and to make enough money to be self-sustainable, all right? And that is one particular goal that I will tell anyone from any job. If you don't feel like you're financially stable, you're in a good spot, that is one area right there. Without even knowing what you want to do in life, you can always strive for that. Again, not talking about being a millionaire, $100,000, fancy cars or anything like that, but everyone's entitled to have the basics. Everyone's entitled to have a place. Everyone's entitled to be able to support themselves, feed themselves, things like that. So I would tell anyone who doesn't know what they want to do in life, that's always one goal that you can throw yourself to. And second, and this is more in general, is that, again, you cannot know what you want to do, but you have to be able to look back at your life and be, okay, I'm doing way better than I was doing last year, all right? And then don't, don't set it towards a monetary goal all the time. It can be for other things. It can be mental. You want your mental health to be better. It can be physical. Everyone can be in shape. Everyone can get in shape, all right? You know, those are, those are very basic things that you don't have to know the end goal of your life to be able to do. So that's always my advice for people is that if you think in that in terms of that, then anything you do will never actually be idle time, even if you don't know what your end result is going to be yet. And with that being said, I'll pan over to you, BJ. You know, I guess what are your thoughts on that or how do you feel about uh, my take on this? Yeah, so a couple of things. I don't necessarily think that having idle time uh, is necessarily a bad thing. It will give you that time to sit back and take a look at the bigger picture of things, which is good. It will also allow you to work on other projects. Let's say you get moving too fast on one thing and you want to take a step back to work on something else. You might completely forget about the other thing. 
while you're uh, moving forward on the other on on the initial thing. But anyways, uh, getting into more specifics. Um, so I'm going to talk more about idling, but you know what you want to do, because that's also a topic I feel like would be uh, tough for people to situate with. Um, so, yeah, let's say you have an end goal in mind and you've reached that wall. That's not necessarily a problem, because like what I just said, you're actually going to get this point to work on other parts of your life to move forward. Like me personally, I'm in, in my situation, like I mentioned earlier, I have an injury right now. I'm idle and my my plan was initially to go straight to the NFL. And that can still happen, but I'm not making as much progress as I want to. I have something in my way. I have a wall right now, and that's my, uh, my injury. I'm not going to say what it is. And then, so how can I keep moving forward? Well, I might not be able to work on the physical side of things. That's okay. I can work on the mental side of things. I'm doing a lot of learning plays and just kind of being calm, trying, trying to figure out how to work better with people. It's one of the things with the mental side. And then I'm also taking my eating more serious, working on my diet. I did try lifting, uh, but I wasn't able to do that. They told me I had to stop doing that. <laughs> but it's just giving me this chance to actually like focus more on things that I probably wouldn't have focused on. I probably would have worked on trying to be the best pass protecting O-lineman in the country if I were uh, if I were able to actually work out right now. I wouldn't really be thinking about, oh, I need to be the smartest guy in the country. I need to be the guy that understands the playbook the best, the guy that can learn these plays. So that's kind of how I look at it. If you reach a wall, you just got to find the next step to keep moving forward something in your life. That's what I'll say. Being idle is okay, but something should be moving. You know, there is one part you do speak on that uh, uh, I, I, I do want to say real quick that I do enjoy. Um, you know, whether where you roll with BJ's um, uh, ideas and, and logic or whether you roll with mine, uh, a common theme that both of us share is that um, at the end of the day, everything does happen for a reason, right? Mm -hmm. And it is up to you. This is very important. It is up to you to decide how you're going to react to whatever happens. Now, again, in BJ's case, with his injury, BJ has every right to play the victim. VJ, BJ has every right to feel bad about himself. But this man gets up every day and tries to make the best of the situation. And he's even taking, going a step further, taking the time is that when this is over, what's the extra stuff that I can do? So when this ordeal is over and when I'm cleared, I'm still better off than where I was before. He talked about diet. He talked about film. You know, he talked about the mindset and everything. And that's, that's actually a very important thing. And that's really an overview of our podcast in general is that um, you can find a thousand excuses. You can find a thousand ways to beat yourself up. You can find a thousand ways to not do anything, right? But the right. minute that you decide that you want to do something, that's going to make a world of a difference no matter what your situation is and what you are doing. But panning over to you, Jordan, uh, is there anything you'd like to add between what BJ was talking about or what I was talking about, about how to avoid idle time or how to <clears> accept <throat> idle time and what you do in that situation? Absolutely. And I'm going to take the low hanging fruit, BJ. So thank you. Um, in terms of um, me going through my own battle with injury over, you know, and obviously it, what I'm going to really speak to is understanding that um, being patient 
and also with patience being a virtue with having that time to really spend with yourself, having how many times, let me just phrase it like this. How many times as grownups and as grown adults, do we get the time to actually just sit down and work on you? It never happens. We always have something to do. We got work to att uh, attain to. We got w bills. We got this. We got that. Like we got a hundred other things on our mind in terms of needs and wants and stuff like that. That's covering our mind. And, and not really being able to even pay attention or really delegate the time to really work on what we need to work on within ourselves because it's getting masked. And if it's not getting masked, it's not at the forefront of where of our mind in terms of like our priorities. Right. And so it's just how you use that time when I was using this time in this in this bed for three months. You know, what I'm saying like, you know, when you on bed rest, it is that 24 hours laying down. It is, you know, a lot of time spent to yourself. And I. Yeah. In a sense, you know, when you start off in it, it's like, dang, like I got all this time and it can go one of two ways. It can go one of two ways when you have idle time. You can either go up or you can go all the way down. And my decision was in this is to understand that, like, I can use this as a springboard to when I get to it, like when I get to being healthy, what am I going to be in the meantime? Though? Or what am I trying to understand? Or what am I trying to get at to when I get healthy? What did I learn from this? Let me not have this be lost time per se. So um, it was a blessing in disguise. And I think sometimes you have to slow down in life. Sometimes idle time, and it's not even really idle time, but sometimes I feel as though like I was saying, dang, God, why are you doing this to me? But what God was really doing was something for me. It was like, you know, I'm going to remove some of this stuff from your life, bro. So you can really get to what you really need to work on. I'm, I'm sorry I have to do this to you. I'm sorry I have to take these people out of your life. I'm sorry that this injury has to make you realize something. I'm sorry that I have to make you even feel this pain again. But this is what you need to work on to get to your purpose, bro. And I have to put it in your face. Otherwise, you ain't going to deal with it. So that was it. That was it. I feel like God had removed so much in my life to show me, bro, this is what you this is your problem or this is not a problem. But these are the issues that you have been masking for this amount of time. And now all you got is space and opportunity to learn and work from this and use it as a blessing. So what can I do in that time? So it was a lot about discipline. It was a lot about being resilient. It was about, you know, combating my complaints with what am I grateful for? So now I don't take anything for granted as much. You know what I'm saying? Not being able to walk like that's a blessing now when you ain't been able to walk for three months. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You get y'all know how it is. Oh, y'all yeah. both had them. Yeah, you know oh, the yeah. injury. So yeah. being able to use the restroom. It was a blessing, bro. I had to sit on a little donut for a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Like small stuff like that. I feel as though I use that experience to be like, bro, like none of it. Who who promised you this? Who promised you these blessings that you've been taking for granted? So what am I able to learn in this is to not only be grateful, but to be patient and to understand, bro, at some point you got to get sat down. At some point, it's like, you know, there is a time and a place where it, that is going to come in your life where it's like all your BS and all that you've been masking is going to be front and center. And you got to deal with you, bro. And what you choose to do with that is on you. But it was the biggest blessing that ever happened to me was God removing these things. And God put me in this position to really understand that me working on these things was going to push and elevate me in more areas than one moving forward in life. So it was the biggest blessing. And I would say, to just be patient, but not patient enough to where you're not doing anything. So like you said, it has to be those wheels turning. It has to be something done, even if it's not physical. If it's not, 
it might be spiritual. It might be anything. Just always push towards something. And you ain't got to have it all at once. But keep working. Like, like Dr. King said, and I'll wrap it up like this. If you can't run, walk. Can't walk, crawl, right? But don't, but no matter what, keep moving. Keep moving. We always got to find a way to keep moving. And sometimes we are going to have points where we have to sit a little bit and work on some stuff. But after that's done, keep moving. You know what I'm saying? We can't get stuck there. Let's find solutions. Let's go through the totality of the problem. Let's address it and let's keep moving. So that's what I would say with that. Yeah, man, I love that. That was awesome. <laughs> it really was. And uh, it really it, it ties in together why I call it compound investing in and of itself is that, uh, you know, it's not a lump sum that you're just throwing out there, you know, just like in normal investing. It's not lump sum and compound investing that you throw out there. It's usually just a very steady flow piece of your paycheck for the next 40 years of your life. And then when it's time to retire, you have so much more money than what you even put in. You probably put in a hundred thousand, but you have 1.5 million. That's all compound investing because every single year as you're putting money in there, the previous year, the investments that were made on that is going to now multiply in and on itself. Right. And that's kind of what we're all talking about. And just to really drive it home so people understand is that without Jordan's injury, this is how crazy it gets. Without Jordan's injury, we wouldn't have had this podcast because the yeah. essence of this podcast all started with Jordan's injury that happened three years ago or four years ago, maybe more, yep. somewhere in that time, right? Right. So from there, he had to have this awakening call, right? And the podcast didn't come right there. It didn't come while he was hurt. Mm -mm. So he went through all of that. Ended up transferring out of the school because me and him went to the same school. Then he transferred over to BJ and Trey, right? Went through the rest of his football journey through there while going through school. He didn't really start coming up with this podcast idea until two, three years off of his injury, right? So you see, do you got, you know, this is a great example of how this stuff eventually builds on top of each other to get to this point. A lot of Jordan's talking points come from the fact that he had to sit down in that place, sit in it. He didn't become a victim. Like, obviously, you know, there was In a moment, you know? yeah, even, in a moment. Yeah, even tough. with me, you know, even with me, I definitely had my issues when I was hurt, of course. But coming out of it, he doesn't look back at that situation as I'm a victim. He took a lot from that situation. And a lot of his current talking points are coming from that feeling he was in that situation. And what right. he was able to do to get him out of there and build off of it. And it's the same thing going on with BJ. You know, we're not going to um, yeah. beat it down. But in general, BJ is going to be a very strong person coming out of this because he's going through this right now. A lot of people want to be the victim or will decide, sorry, would decide to be the victim in this. And we just want to motivate you. It's like, try to find the goodness. Try to make something of this. Try to look back and say, this changed my life for the better. This was a can, great thing to happen. Can I make a one point, though? And I'm glad sure. you brought it up, bro. Because what you resonate, what, what, what resonated and what you just said at the end of that is you got to go through it. You can't go around it. You can't go over it. There's no shortcuts to this, bro. And the thing of it is, is that when I look back on, you know, with this title being about using experiences toward success, I was trying to find every way to get to the destination 
the fastest way, instant gratification. I'm over here trying to figure out how can I get to this destination? How can I get it quick? How can I get to point A to point B without having to go through every hoop and hurdle, right? And yeah, you might get there, but I've realized that the destination is just almost secondary and the journey is primary. And I say that because when I get there, everything that I would have learned about myself, bro, even if I was to get to the destination to maintain that, to sustain it, I missed so much because I wasn't focused on the journey. I skipped steps. That's why we preach. And that's why BJ and Hale and Trey and why we using these motivational and these experiences, because you have to go through it. I mean, the full range of emotions through it. Like you have to go through the entire situation because you're going to miss something if you don't. It's something in it that's got to happen to you. And the sooner I got out of that mindset of like, dang, I want to kind of find a short. I don't really want to go through this. Yeah, it sucks in the moment. I promise. I understand that it sucks in the moment. But I promise you, you're going to take that and I'm like, I don't want to feel like that no more. So you're going to do everything because you went through it. You're going to do everything in your power to understand what it takes to not go back there. So it is the journey. And it's more so not the destination, because if you got the confidence in yourself, you're going to get there. I don't know when, but you're going to get there. But it's about the journey. And who did I become when I got here? That's what it's more so for me. Man, I'm getting a little preacher on y'all. I'm sorry. No, no, no. You're great. You're great. You know, you have to take that journey. Obviously. Yeah, I appreciate it. All the ups and downs. You got to take that journey. Of course. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, so um, moving on, uh, I enjoy this because it, it, it's cool. Um, some of these questions, the answers are kind of built into each other. But every now and then we try to throw a very open ended, very discussion oriented question. And again, it just it, it gets everyone thinking, you know, there's never uh, it's not a right answer. It's not necessarily a wrong answer, but it creates a very healthy interesting conversation and really digs into all of our minds it makes us all better because it makes us think about what we're doing and why we're doing it and the question that i was wondering was essentially what is your why and you can point to something specific uh you can point to something broad but you know it's always the it's always the wicked you out of bed you know what is it uh why why are you this way you know what what is your angle essentially with this and i'll go first um you know i i spent a lot of time thinking about this it's actually it took me a while to really figure this out and it's way more straightforward than i ever thought it could be but really my why why i work hard why i have goals and and want to do things is one is that i am alive and living and two is that I feel like that I'm able to do it. Those right. are my two reasons. I wake up every day and obviously I'm alive because I woke up. And number two is that I'm a very confident person and I look at certain things and I think that I can do it. And I have the idea that because I think that I can do it, I need to also prove to myself that I can do it. And that mm-hmm. essentially is what gets me out of bed. So when we move on to goals in life and what you want to do, I think I can be successful, not 
you know, I don't really care to be, let's say, a billionaire or something crazy like that. But I think right. I think I can be very successful. I think I can get a really nice house. I think I can have a very great life. So because I think that and I'm still alive, that's what I want to do. And that's what I build my life towards to being able to do that. Now, if I fail, that doesn't mean I don't have a purpose in life. Essentially, if you work fairly hard, you're never truly going to fail like you think you will fail. Like if I don't, let's say, the, get the big house on the hill, but I work really hard and try really hard, more than likely you're going to at least end up with a house. You're going to end up with something. You're not just going to be homeless, you know? So that honestly has always been my why. And that's as very bare and basic as it gets along. And then obviously, depending on what I'm doing, there's other things that I enjoy, you know, with, with this podcast, I, I really enjoyed the fact that as young as I am, you know, as, uh, you know, I'm just like everyone else. I'm just a normal person. There's nothing absurdly special. You know, I don't have a 200 IQ or anything like that, but the words that I say and the actions that I go through in life have the ability to inspire people. And I really enjoy the fact that I'm able to share my experiences and be in a position to where we can build a very strong network and community of people that are trying to uplift each other to see the best of themselves. Right. So that I would say, yeah, that's that's as easy as I can explain it of what my why is of what gets me out of bed every day and what makes me want to work hard, you know, because it's a lot of hard work for sure. Um, but that really what comes to mind and I'll, I'll pan to you, Jordan, you know, give you the floor pretty much. I don't, there's no way of even setting it up. It's that, you know, what do you want to talk about? What do you got? Yeah. In terms of my why, bro, and I'll be brief or as brief as I can, because I know I can talk about it, <laughs> but, uh, I would say, bro, um, in terms of my why, what I've learned is the more that especially getting into the field of psychology, getting into anything that's health care oriented, you get into it. One, we've talked about Ramsey. That was my initial why, right? My friend committing suicide, getting me into this field. Me wanting to save somebody else's Ramsey was the initial what's the name. And then it grew into a different passion, understanding what it really was. And we moved forward from there. But what I've realized in this life, bro, is the more I give to other people, the more that I've been able to, it's almost been like a symbiotic relationship that I have with trying to help people and trying to do things like this podcast or trying to be in people's corners or give advice or be in rooms where I'm listening and trying to have different kind of conversations, bro. Because what I've learned is there's a duality to, to life, bro. And me giving you some game and you giving me some game, that don't take nothing off your plate. It don't take nothing off my plate for me to give you something, right? In actuality, what it does is it's now giving us both some knowledge that we probably prior didn't have. And now we've been able to build upon that. And now we both win it. And I think sometimes when we think about relationships and think about things like that, it feels like it's got to be one winner and one loser. And it's very polarizing. But in terms of my why is I get to see my impact every day and I get to always reinforce I have this gratefulness with life. That I just go back to my last question. I understand what I have today. I, I can very well so not have tomorrow. But I understand also what I don't have today, I can have tomorrow. 
So it just goes to show you, bro, like how fickle life can be. It could be one decision. It could be something that has nothing to do with you that could change the whole outset of your life. So that was what that was. That's what my why is to always wake up with that purpose and understand why did you get in this? Why did you start doing this, bro? And whenever this when I always said to myself, whenever this only became whenever my mission only came about being about me, I'm going to quit it. Because in the initial thing wasn't about me at all. This about the betterment of the people. And then the better for the betterment of the people is what is what's going to be better for me. So it, it's a symbiotic relationship. They work hand in hand with one another. And my why is to help people find their purpose. Like people have helped me find my purpose because people have helped me in my journey. So to go ahead and pass that message along and like you said, elevate one another. And the more I do it, the more it makes me feel good. And it gives me that hope that humanity is still in people. It's just we have to bring it out of people and it's been clouded and stuff like that. But we there is a way back to it, but it's step by step. So I would say that's my why. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, for sure. Um, well, moving on to BJ, of course. Uh, BJ's been waiting very patiently over <laughs> patiently, there. Yeah, I know. <laughs> he's been he's been cooking up some stuff, going over Absolutely. some lines for sure. But uh, yeah, BJ, let's talk about it. you know what what what's the passion? What what gets you out of bed in the morning? I mean, y'all know I'm a list guy, so I got got a couple things in my head. Uh, I mean, just for starters, I've been blessed to get be given the life I've been given. Uh, I mean, Hale, you walked into the house today. You saw what, what we're living in. It's a My parents have done very well for themselves and therefore have been able to provide for their children and for their extended family as well. And I greatly appreciate that. So it's kind of my first reason is I feel I have a an obligation almost to my family and to other people in the world to not squander what I've been given to really uh, account for the blessings I've been given. So that's, for starters, one of the big things. The second thing is... My parents gave me a great life. I want to be able to do the same thing for my children. I want to make sure whatever family I have in the future that I can take care of them, that I can provide for them to the level or better than what my parents could do, which leads me into my third thing is I'm just too competitive with everything in life. Uh, <laughs> yeah, this, this is one of those things. Uh, and that could be looked at as a bad thing. It could be looked at as a good thing. My dad's probably one of the most successful uh, black men I know. I'm going to be more successful. I got to be. My mom's one of the kindest people I know. I'm, I will go out of my way to make sure people feel comfortable and are happy and genuinely try to make people have better days. That's just because what she taught me. But, I mean, I'm competitive. I want to be better at it. My sister is one of the smartest people I've ever met in my life. She's a biomedical engineer. Cool. I'm going to go be smarter. I'm going to do something. Or Obviously, not saying that I'm smarter than her, but. I'm going to do something that's competing with her. I want to be at her level or better. I want to try to get to where my sister's at. So it's just this kind of, I don't know if it's an edge, but it's just a need for competition. And when I get to it and get an opportunity to compete, I have to. So now I'm trying to compete with my whole family, uh, just trying to better myself. And with that, I mean, it's like an iron sharpens iron thing. So if I get ahead of my sister, it's going to do the same thing to her. She's competitive as well. Uh, we started Absolutely. out in, yeah, we started out in grade school. Uh, whenever we started running track together, you know, she's uh, four years older than me, so she was faster than me then. But whenever I got faster than her, well, she went ahead and won state and track in her, her little four by four after that because it motivated her. So it's it's competitiveness that pushes me. 
Yeah, definitely. That's that's awesome. And yeah, I mean, you don't need a foolproof reason of getting out, uh, getting out of bed, or something like that. You know, you'll need some uh, uh, crazy keys of life or something. You know, the right. fifteen law, or you know, was it the forty laws of power to get out of bed? Or you know, you'll need. It can be something very simple. It can be something very straightforward. It can be uh, ideology or anything of that nature. You know, whatever. My family, yeah, something. Right, something as simple as that, and that's what gets you out of bed. You know, it doesn't have. There's no. Doesn't have to be a lot of bells and whistles to it. But uh, moving on to uh, closing remarks, um, uh, kind of opens the floor and allow, uh, I guess, what we want to say whether we want to motivate people or um, something that we want to say for the audience or something you want to add on and stuff. So while you guys are thinking about that, uh, one thing I will say is I don't think there's anything that would make us more happy in this podcast. Well, maybe not anything, because I would enjoy a Spotify deal. That that would probably be number so one. But, man. But, bring the money, man. Bring the money. For two, two, <laughs> two. Or like 1A, 1B, uh, there's nothing I would enjoy more, seriously, though, than for us to actually create a community out of this, to right. bring together like-minded individuals. Again, you don't have to be a rocket scientist or you don't have to be a millionaire by 18 or something. Just a group of individuals, men, women, you know, this is universal. We're open to everyone. Um group of people that want to come in and want to do better, want to help each other do better, want to motivate each other. And again, not everything's about money. Some people want to come in here and fix their mental health and being around like-minded individuals will do more for them than whatever they were doing before could do for them. You know, some people are just on a bad track in life and would love to join a group that I would like to create to where it gets their life back in order, it gives them a new purpose in life. I don't think there's anything more humbling, more great as a podcast if we can do something to where we can put that together. And again, that adds on to the audience. You know, um, I enjoy sharing these stories. I enjoy being able to speak our mind and what we're thinking, but it's all incumbent on you guys and what you want to do. When right. this turns off, when you're done listening to us, you need to take some time uh, and think about this stuff. Think about what we're talking about. Think about how this applies to your life, what you can apply to your life. You know, think about what your why is. Think about what you can do to get to that point. And again, it's compound investing. You're not putting a lump sum in at once. You can do a little bit at a time. You can slowly build on it. And you'll be surprised how much progress you'll be able to make in a short amount of time. And the last thing I want to say, and I just want to speak freely on this, is that, um, you know, people need help, man, especially young people. We all need help, all right? Um, there's just so much going on. There's so many things, so many avenues that are feeling like potholes, feeling like pit stops where people aren't able to get out of feeling like traps essentially and you know and i again it's part of what we would like to do is that just a lot of young people it just feels like 
uh, there's no direction. There's no one telling us this is what we need to do. There's no big brother out there that's actually genuinely trying to help us. You know, it's just about consuming. It's just about buying this. It's about taking your money. It's about extortion. That's what it feels like. So that's part of what we want to build and what we want to do. You know, we want to help people in any way we can, in the best way that we can for that individual, you know, and that's just that's just been on my mind. It's just something that I wanted to get out, you know. So at the end of the day, we really want to help. We really want to do what we can to help. And more importantly, we want to get you to want to help yourself as well. And I want to speak so. to that, too. And then I'll pan to you, BJ, to go to your point on what you would have for a closing remark. But, hell, you speak to something that's near and dear to my heart when you're talking about hope. Uh, we, all need enough, we, we all need one another. Right. We got to stop lying to each other. We got to stop lying to ourselves. I think the cold, the, the world has made us cold. Some of our situations, some of our circumstances have made us cold, but we're people, bro. We're social beings. You, you have to have relationships. You want to feel needed. You want to feel accepted. People that say they don't want to feel that is that's a trauma response to something bad happening to them in a relationship, in a, in a personal relationship to where it's like, I want to avoid it altogether rather than to deal with the consequences of that happening to me again but you you're speaking to it right bro people do need help and i think too though with that as well is just going ahead and you know being able to create that environment that people feel safe to you know be able to feel that they can come to you for help that that that's what i want to be about it's, it, i can tell you all all day go get help go get help but many a times, most people don't go get help because they don't feel safe. They don't feel heard. They don't feel understood. They don't feel like if I come in here, can I be my authentic self? So that's what we talk about on this podcast is the whole mission for me and for us all collectively is we're talking with you. We're not talking at you. We're telling you more so from our struggles. We're letting you know, like, hey, bro, hey, sis, look, look at our struggles. Like, I'm going and through this with you, bro. I'm going through this with you, sis. Like, I'm struggling just as much as you, bro. Like, I hope this resonates. With you. I'll, let's get through this together because I'm struggling, too. So that's where it comes with. And we all can help one another. So I just wanted to touch base on that before uh, we move forward. But go ahead, BJ. Uh, man, I'm going into my sermons. I'm sorry. No, y'all good. Y'all good because I <laughs> sure don't got a lot to say. But, I mean, <laughs> just to what you just said, bro. Uh, just to what you just said, um, you know, the only time you don't need to ask for help is to convince yourself to ask for help, you know, like right. just m convincing yourself that someone else could be, have their, have your best interest in mind and really push you towards uh, what's good. But I, I wanted to go back to uh, the quote you ended it with uh, earlier, the Martin Luther King quote, you know, the, you can't uh, walk and crawl, you can't crawl, then so, so on yeah. and so on and so on. Uh, it just reminded me of another quote I'd, uh, I was reading earlier and it was, um, there's a difference between being stuck and choosing to stay there. And I, I just think that's the kind of the perfect wrap up for what we were talking about earlier. You know, there's going to be those roadblocks. That's okay. It's just what you choose to do after you hit those roadblocks. Are you going to just stay there, sob, kind of be sad, be sad for a while. That's okay. But at some point you got to pull yourself up, ask for help, ask for help, and Absolutely. then keep moving. Yeah. And I do yeah. want to end on this note, bro, because we're talking about success. 
And so if we talk about success, you know who I got to bring up, right? The GOAT, Nick Saban. Oh. Got to bring him up. <laughs> I didn't think yeah, that's where you going with that. Yeah, I, don't, I, don't, I, I, I knew y'all had no idea, so I wanted to make it very climatic, and it was very anticlimactic. They like, dude, uh, I have no idea where you're taking at this. At all. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I want to end with this quote, bro. Because we're talking about using experiences to – we're talking about hell and you're talking about compound investing, right? You say you don't need this lump sum. It's just building upon experiences, right? Just putting it in your bank, you know, each by each and just, you know, step by step. But when we're talking about success, I, I love this quote by Nick Saban. He talks about this illusion of choice that we all think we have. And he talks about when you want to be successful at something, when you want to be great at something, you don't have that many choices. There is not that many choices to be great at what you want to be great at. It takes certain things. It takes discipline. It takes what's the name. There's a blueprint out there to being successful in one way or another. And universally, there's a lot of things and intangible characteristics within that that you have to have to sustain, to, to attain, and all of those things, a level of success. And so it takes what it takes. Success takes what it takes. There's this illusion of choice that we have, all these choices to be great at something, and there's not. If I want to go, my goal is to be a doctor, right? They said what? You have to go to school, earn this degree. You have to reapply. You got to have this, that, and the third. You got to go through this process. You know what I'm saying? Like there's a process to it because that's what it takes. And I can't excuse that. I can't go around it. We talking about what you got to go through it, right? So success takes what it takes. You have to understand, read those terms and conditions that you have to this life. And a lot of things that we go through in life, um, and I love Inky Johnson, too. He talks about the there's no guarantees. And if you looking, if you're going for something greater, thinking that you're trying to read these terms and condition sheets like, dang, I ain't got that many guarantees. Well, you ain't going to never start it. But who you becoming it is the most important thing, because I would never question the work, the confidence that we have. All three of us, all four of us really come from what the work we willing to put in. That's where I'm confident. I know I'm confident because I know what I'm willing to do to get to where I'm willing to sacrifice X, Y, Z to get to where I want to go to, period. And so success is in the work, bro. You can't go around it. You can't. And success and success takes what it takes. So this is a losing the choice that we all have when trying to be great. But there ain't that many choices when you're trying to be good at something. So that's what I want yeah. to end with. No, no, that's awesome. Uh, uh, before we uh, do the full closeout and everything, uh, Quick thing I just want to say is that uh, we're coming close to our one year anniversary from when we yep. started with us. Yep. And again, uh, through the ups and downs, through everything that we had to go through, uh, we started in a very cold basement with one mic and a drink. <laughs> and we were hoping the record was on because we were only doing one take. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, uh, you know, we get from that and now look at us. Um, uh, we're, you know, on all these social media platforms, you know, we're, we're always collaborating, doing what we can, uh, right. pushing out content, you know, there's no book on content. So when we push things out, it's almost like you're guessing. It's almost like, you know, you're trying to mirror what other people are doing, but there's no guarantee that wherever we're posting is going to be that one, be the viral video or anything like that, you know? So, right. um, Again, take it from our lives, take it from what we're doing. Uh, we're going in on the one year anniversary. You know, it's already been a year. And 
all the progress that we've been able to do to all the issues and things that we've had to go through, uh, we're trying to make this work for you guys and trying to bring out the best product that we can, you know, taking months off, taking time off, taking weeks, taking time to collaborate, you know, uh, let's not do this episode, let's do this episode. This is why, you know, let's put this together. What do you think? Getting everyone's perspective, you know, it, it takes time and you got to right. be willing to go through that journey. And as long as you have the end goal in mind or, if you don't have the angle in mind, as long as you're willing to do that compound investing, you know, you'll you'll make it. You'll you'll be able to do what you want to do. Just like how we keep trying to do what we're trying to do, you know. Absolutely. Um, and and sure. with that being said, you know, uh again, I love it. I love this episode. I love uh how this is a good platform for me to even talk about because this is my one of my personal philosophies and how I think and look like you would let's say give, something. Yeah, right let's there. give a tidbit. I want to give a tidbit before we close this out. Yeah, sure. For the people that have, I think we have 56, 40, more, 41, 42, 43. Bang. Boom. So if you have reached the end of this episode, I want to give you a tidbit that we are really, really working on a big December. When I say a big December, I mean, we got a lot of stuff coming up. So um, we appreciate the journey. Obviously, we got the one year and it's special for us. But to our fans i think you'll be able to see a lot more of us in depth you'll you might even see this i don't know i ain't gonna give too much away but you know what i'm saying it's something special coming up for the yeah. group and i want y'all to know that that wouldn't have been able to happen without the support of y'all without us getting the feedback that's what fuel us so um when you see us having success and when you see us getting into this month and what we got going on and the things we're pushing out and the announcements we have just know that is in large part due to y'all. So I, I want to we want to make sure that we give that appreciation uh, appreciation to our fans and our listeners um, because they do drive this podcast and they do give us that motivation that keep coming back to give them great great episodes. So hell, I'll let you close it out, bro. This is your episode. Boom. <laughs> no, perfect. Thanks. Thanks for sharing that. And yeah, it's gonna be a great month. Uh, stay tuned, of course. And where you can see uh, this stuff is. Go ahead and follow us on the Instagram at underscore men the podcast. All right. You can follow us on TikTok at men period the period podcast. And if you love to see our beautiful, some haircut, some non haircut faces and these <laughs> uh, videotaped episodes, go ahead and go to our YouTube. It's just men the podcast. All right. Very straightforward. And then, of course, when you go on the Instagram, you're free to click on the links to go to our normal audio that's on Spotify and Apple Podcasts okay. and everything. And free comment, like, share, subscribe. subscribe. All that stuff is free. Turn that know. notification on. Again, we love to talk. We love to hear feedback. Tell us what's on your mind. What do you think? Which episode do you like? What do you want us to talk about? All that More. stuff. You know, yeah. we're all. Can we do a live people. episode one day. Mm -hmm. What? Oh, hold oh, on. Hey, what? hey, hold on. Hold on. Whoa, what? whoa, whoa, whoa. What? what? Yeah. Like, close it out. No. Close it out. <laughs> hey, ah. what do you say? They say, Mimi. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we're, we're doing the live. All right. We're running it. All right. Let's run it. Yeah. Made this far. There you go. That's your little hint. You got that. You've earned it. Thanks for saying, you know, uh, see you guys on the next one, of course. Absolutely.
Thank you.